Hello. Hola. Guten Tag. Nin hao. Konnichiwa. That's hello in all the different languages where New Dad has viewers, and we want to welcome everyone, both near and far, to Season 2, Episode 1. We'll get you there in a quick second. Uh, first, happy 420, if you happen to be listening to this on the day it drops. And uh, a little bit about today's guest, the ugliest and dumbest guest we've ever had. I'll say that. I'm not going to say a lot more. I think that uh, is enough of a teaser, but... Sometimes villains make for sensational content, right? Some of our favorite TV, movie characters, book characters. Maybe we have a couple of villains in there. Maybe every now and then uh, we fantasize about being a villain. Do you know who fantasizes about being a villain a lot? My son Shep. Yeah, that's one of the developments in the last year. It's been over a year since New Dad's aired. Lots changed. Uh, Shep is now into some real creepy shit. Yeah, Huggy Wuggies and uh, Poppy Playtime, Siren Heads, yeah, Piggies. I don't know if you guys know about this shit yet. Um, you, If you have a three-year-old, I hope not. Uh, soon to be four, he's a mature three-year-old. But yeah, Solo wasn't even one the last time we aired an episode of New Dad. That's crazy to think about. Uh, he's now not only walking, he's talking. Uh, him and Shep are interacting, which is really cool. They're playing uh, Mostly uh, fighting over toys, but sometimes playing. Um, and it's been really cool to see. The last time New Dad aired, my mom was still alive. So um, that's crazy to think about, too. So uh, we talk about all of this stuff in uh, in this episode, get you caught up to date uh, with this you know, horrible guest. Um, you're going to have to listen to Prop Cause. And it's, I think, one of the best intro songs in the game. I really do. I forgot how good this song is. I was listening to it while I edited. This is a fucking banger. It really is. So, Prop Cause, take us away. Without further ado, here we go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. It's your favorite uncle, Uncle Tickles. We're here to kick off Season 2, Episode 1 of New Dad. We made it. I didn't think we would. There was a moment. <clears throat> I was nervous. You know, things were looking pretty hairy for for your old friend Tickles over here. But uh, got some new equipment. Maybe you noticed. New microphone. We got a new dock over there for the computer and the monitors and... Everything seems to be running good, so thank you. Thank you for coming back for uh, more of what no one asked for, <clears throat> another season of New Dad. Um, excited to have you back. If you are watching this on YouTube, please do me a favor, hit that like button right now. And also, if you haven't already, subscribe. Uh, we got lots of good content, and when the TMC podcast comes back, <clears throat> it'll get you all of our episodes uh, that we have on YouTube. We do those live. And this is a good time to thank our listeners. If you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, 
Thanks for coming back. Uncle Tickles appreciates all of his nieces and nephews, especially you. Make sure you are following the TKOK Podcast Network Facebook group as well uh, and the New Dad Instagram. Uh, that's at the New Dad Pod. So for any questions, comments, suggestions, or hate mail you want to send Uncle Tickles, you can send those to newdadpod at gmail.com. Let's get to the heart of, of what we're talking about today. This episode, we are going to update you on everything that's been happening in my life uh, since season one ended. <clears throat> There's been a lot. Um, first and foremost, I think, you know, if you know me, then you know two big things happened. I turned 40 this year, and uh, my mom passed away. Both those things happened about within a week of each other, and we'll talk about those a little bit later in the podcast. We'll, we'll hit some brighter news, something a little bit more uplifting first. You know, and if you're tuning in to New Dad, I assume you want to hear about me as a father and my kids. So uh, Shep and Solo developmentally, you know, they're at those ages. Uh, they are two and three now. Shep will be four soon. And, and these are ages where... <clears throat> A lot of times before you have a kid, you'll hear parents talk about their child's age in months. And uh, it seems weird. It, it always was something that kind of annoyed me. But n when you have kids, you start to realize why. And that's because every month developmentally, they're so different. Um, and that's just, you know, an undeniable fact of having children. And so they're in this age, you know, where it, it's not happening as fast as when they're infants, but it's still, it is wild. So. Um, you know, it, I, I would assume that Solo wasn't walking or if he was, it was, he was just starting now. He is climbing. Uh, he can get to every surface in the house. Uh, he's speaking more and more every day and, uh, and Shep, uh, is pretty much potty trained. He doesn't like, <clears throat> he doesn't like taking shits in the toilet, which I think is pretty common for a lot of children and especially boys. He's now sleeping in a big boy bed. He, uh is really for the first time showing me ways that, uh, you know, you, you've kind of fucked up as a parent, um, you know, when they're really young and, and you're, and you're doing all the stuff uh, that you're doing for them, good and bad, it's hard to see how that is shaping them. Um, he's almost four now. So you're starting to see, you know, your impact on them, uh, good and bad, you know, and, uh, you know, the good stuff is good, but you tend to focus, I guess, you know, as a parent, or at least I do, on uh, on the, the not-so-good stuff. So, you know, parenting for the first time, personally, has become challenging, you know. It was, not that it was ever easy, <clears throat> but I never really, until this last, you know, six, seven months, even when, you know, in those sleep-deprived months, um, and we've talked about this in season one a lot, uh, Personally, myself, I, I do well with very little sleep. So that wasn't as bad as as the willful disobedience, the pushing of limits, um, you know, the brattiness, which in large part is created in, you know, some hindsight through me, you know. I'm the one they spend most of their time with. <clears throat> I'm uh, certainly the type who gives in more than, uh, you know, kind of, putting my foot in the ground, drawing a line in the sand and saying, you know, here, you know, we have limits, we have boundaries and sticking to those. Um, so I'm dealing with that and it's uh, tremendously challenging as a lot of you can probably imagine. You know, I, I think the comfort and all that is 
you know, I know that what I'm doing is, you know, coming from a place of love, uh, certainly looking at my own upbringing, I think, you know, it's really easy to see also why, you know, I'm probably overcompensating or, or giving more, um, you know, than I should, you know, quite honestly. So, um, you know, these are the things that we're working on. Um, the other thing that's become, you know, a major challenge for me personally, um, as a parent, and again, probably something a lot of parents with multiple children can relate to, and, and something that maybe I was underestimating is how vastly different the two children are as individuals, and their needs are so vastly different, um, which means in the course of a minute, I may have to, um, you know, turn on my shut brain and turn on my solo brain, um, because what they need in these moments is totally different. It's exercising the different parts of my brain, uh, different, um, yeah, you know, emotional characteristics, different uh, strengths and weaknesses, uh, you know, that I have as a, you know, as a person or a personality. Um, so it's beyond difficult in certain moments and at other moments it's uh, beyond gratifying. And, you know, I say sometimes it's the highest ceiling, lowest floor type job in the world. So, uh, you know, that's kind of where we're at, you know, for, uh, it's, he's almost in school, which is kind of crazy. Um, it's a wild thing to think about. And, uh, and solo is, you know, really at an age where you're starting to see him develop his personality. Uh, that personality I, I find, you know, very humorous and, uh, I always wanted Shep growing up. And I think I've talked about this in season one to have the nickname, the laughing storm. And I just found that it wasn't fitting. He wasn't a laughing storm. He was a very happy child, but, uh, the storm part didn't fit. And, uh, you know, I was maybe trying to force it at times and I just gave it up. When Solo came into this world, it wasn't maybe apparent right away, but pretty quickly, I think, uh, I found my laughing storm and, uh, and that personality just gets stronger and stronger each day. And, um, <laughs> you know, like, I think it's another one of those cases where I'm going to have to watch, uh, you know, maybe in the future what I wish for, because I think I got it. I think I got my, my laughing storm, um, Shep will be four in June. So that's just two months away. Um, it's just wild for me to think about again. Um, <clears throat> so with the thought of him going to school, uh, another thing that's new with us is we are looking uh, to move. So uh, basically right now it's been a bunch of hit and misses um, where we put some offers in. We haven't got those. <clears throat> the markets, if you're out there looking for a house, especially in the Chicagoland area, we don't have to tell you. Yeah, you know, it's very competitive. There's not a lot of inventory. And why do I bring this up? It's just, you know, moving is a stressor. Most people uh, understand that. I've seen it listed, uh, you know, along with, uh, you know, a death and divorce uh, in, in terms of, you know, how much people dread these things. Um, you know, I, I don't dread moves that much, but it also is, there's a lot up in the air because, um We'd like to get him into a school. We'd like to get me back to work. We'd like to get Solo into daycare. <clears throat> and for the longest time, we've been kind of dragging our feet to do these things, uh, thinking that we would have found a place by then. Um, and now suddenly, you know, we're in a situation where we might have to uproot the kids, um, get them enrolled, you know, in something and then pull them out. And that's obviously, 
not ideal as a parent. It's what we're trying to avoid. Um, so that's, you know, on the back of our minds. And that's something that, you know, maybe potentially the, the podcast studio here will look a little bit different. Um, but, you know, it's something that is ongoing. Um, and, and hopefully we find something soon. <clears throat> um, and that brings me to the point of, uh, you know, having to think of, you know, what to do next professionally. Uh, I've been a stay-at-home dad for the last two, three years. And it's something, you know, I've enjoyed immensely. It's something I always wanted to do. And I'm glad I've gotten the opportunity to do it. Um, I consider myself beyond lucky um, to have had this opportunity. And, you know, I can't imagine... Um, you know, I can't, it's like there's a part of me that can't imagine going back to work right now because, you know, it just, I, you know, as I said, the, the highs with with being a stay-at-home parent are so high. Um, but, you know, I also see how I am lacking, uh, you know, in, in big ways, um, you know, what a, a job for myself provides. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of that is, you know, not just the socialization, which is, I think, a, a big component of it, uh, speaking and interacting with other adults versus, uh, you know, just your two toddler children. But also there's a, a sense of regimen that, you know, comes along with that. And, and certainly there is, you know, a, a routine and a regimen uh, that, that we have here, but it's not my strong point, you know, um, it certainly has never been. And, <clears throat> you know, if you listen to season one, I think probably not a surprise, right? <clears throat> we had these progress reports and in large part, uh, those were built around this idea that I was trying to build better habits and I was trying to, uh, you know, essentially have, um, you know, a healthier schedule and, uh, you know, something that I was happier with. And um, a lot of that comes from just habit building and habit forming, um, you know, routine and regimen. And, and that's something I've never dealt with, or I've never been very good with. I can, you know, do it for a couple of weeks and, and then, uh, you know, kind of fall back into my old ways. And, you know, uh, that's kind of still the way it is. I'm, you know, I'm sad to admit that, but I'm still struggling with those things. So, um, you know, this don't want this update to be a bummer. I'm just being real with y'all. I'm not, uh, I'm not a perfect human being. <clears throat> I, uh, I struggle with certain things too. And, uh, and this is one of those. So, uh, I'm trying, you know, I was doing really well before, uh, a vacation here, you know, hitting the treadmill downstairs in our basement, you know, a couple times a week. Uh, and re you know, part of it was, was just, I wanted to read more. I wanted to, uh, exercise more, wanted to spend more time on the podcast and creative endeavors. And, um, you know, I was, again, doing it for, for about three or four weeks and then um, have gotten off that. So hopefully we'll get back into that. Hopefully the, you know, this podcast will give me some more accountability. Um, but, you know, I mentioned that vacation. Here's a bright note, right? Uh, I have been able to, now that the debatable to say this now that the pandemic seems to be nearing an end, uh, have felt more comfortable traveling. So, you know, these are some of the bright spots and what's happened. I got to see some friends in Asheville earlier in 
2021. Uh, that was Aziz and Ashea from History of Westeros and, um, and Scott Wartman, who's one of the mods over uh, for the podcast. Um, went to San Diego as well. I got to see my college roommate. Uh, got to go to Jamaica with my wife and some of her friends for a wedding. Um, all these vacations were very much needed at the time uh, upcoming. We have uh, Ice and Fire Con. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, 420, by the way, happy 420. You know, light them and smoke them if you got them. Um, if you're listening to this Wednesday, 420, Ice and Fire Con kicks off uh, the next day, Thursday, the, uh, the 21st. So I will be there uh, vacationing and, and speaking um, for that event. Um, have two panels, one on Valyrian Steel and one on the significance of seven. So you've been uh, putting together a lot of stuff, both for the panels and for different costumes, cosplay that I'm going to be wearing that weekend. Really exciting. <clears throat> Hopefully, uh, episode two, which is with the, uh, the convention's organizer, uh, Tara Lynn, um, we'll have some good pictures for you in the intro, um, hit you with some of the highlights of the con. So really excited about that. And then Mexico in May, which should be, again, a lot of fun. So very grateful to be able to do that sort of traveling again. Um, you know, it's something that, you know, makes me more grateful, to be totally honest. Uh, it makes me grateful for the house I have, uh, the city I live in, uh, you know, be, a lot of this traveling, I get away from my kids. And so when I return, I'm more grateful for them, uh, happy, happier to, you know, for that time that we have together. Um, just, you know, don't take it for granted as much. And that is, uh, that's a gift, you know, it really is. Um, not to mention all those memories you make on the trips, um, you know, which are also gifts. So hope you guys are all out there able to uh, do a little bit of traveling and, uh, staying safe, of course, while we do it. Um, you know, that's my hope for you guys. Um, and just looking through here. Oh, again, the, the, this is probably another, you know, n positive, right? You know, these are I, uplifting parts uh, <laughs> or some uplifting moments uh, that have happened. Concerts. got to see concerts again. And that was immensely, I mean, probably even bigger than traveling for me to, to be totally, to, to be totally honest, was just the ability to go see concerts again. Um, went to Lollapalooza and got to see Limp Bizkit, which was hilarious and awesome. Post Malone was the headliner. Uh, he put on an amazing show. <clears throat> then, um, most importantly, the probably the three bands that have been played most um, in my house and in my car, um, you know, over this pandemic um, were Indigo de Suiza, The, the Best, and Beach Bunny, who I, I'm wearing one of their crew necks right now. Um, and I got to see all three of those bands within like a five-month span. Um, really, really cool. In fact, when I went to Asheville, we were, I was supposed to see Indigo de Suiza, and the show was canceled due to COVID. Uh, so that was a big bummer, but again, got to see some good friends there. So, um, no concerts on the horizon. Oh no, I, I take that back. We have Rage Against the Machine um, in July, so that's gonna that's gonna be intense with Run the Jewels too. Um, so talk about a show. So that's been really cool. Just really love seeing music back. Um, 
<laughs> that might be the understatement of the year and uh, excited to go see some more shows. Um, you know, whenever I can sit down and find the time to, uh, you know, map out, you know, the next, you know, bands I want to see, but it's hard. You know, I just saw everyone. I want to, I, I kind of want to just go travel and, and uh, travel around with Beach Bunny as, as they do their Southeast tour. So I might be coming to a city near you soon to see them. And, uh, and if you hear of any new bands, uh, send them my way again, newdadpod at gmail.com. I'm always looking for new music. Um, so looking down here, um, I think we hit most of everything a little bit of an idea of what to expect for season number two. Um, you know, it's going to be more of the focus on, um, other parents. I think I'm a little overwhelmed or maybe outmatched as an interviewer when I have too many people on, um, and sometimes just, uh, two guests at the same time can sometimes be too much for me. So, you know, uh, obviously no guests today. Um, next week, as I've already mentioned, we're going to be talking with Tara Lynn, um, and it's going to be our episode on step parents. So, uh, they recently became a step parent and, uh, their story is pretty incredible and in just a pretty incredible person, um, to be totally honest. So, um, hopefully you guys are excited for that. Then we're going to have an episode on single mothers with Caitlin Benz. Uh, she is both hilarious and, um, and just a, a amazing mother. So, um, I think those two episodes, people better hold on to their britches because uh, we're about to blast them off. And then that will be followed up with, uh, uh, you know, a very, um, tough episode to create. Um, but it's going to be a tribute to my mom who, as I said, I uh, had passed away earlier this year. So, um, probably a good segue to talk about her passing and how that's kind of affected me. And, uh, before we do, I just want to say that, um, if you have, again, any suggestions as far as, uh, episodes you'd like to see, um, guests you'd like to see us interview, um, or guests that you really liked from last year that you'd like to see return, uh, let us know. You can do that at the Facebook group or again with that Gmail, uh, that I've mentioned a couple of times, I'll do it one more time. Uh, newdadpod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, let us know. Um, so on to my mom. Um, we've talked a little bit about her in uh, season one. Um, she had struggled with addiction and a lot of the health complications that um, come with that. And you know, she had this persona where it was a little bit like a cat with nine lives. And um, there was also a little bit of the boy who cried wolf in there. And not that when she went to the hospital, she wasn't, or, you know, she would say she was sick when she really wasn't. But um, I'm thinking, you know, more so from the standpoint of uh, when you have doctors telling you, you know, hey, you know, it's pretty serious. You guys should start, you know, kind of getting her things in order, um, to have doctors say that to you and then see her, you know, released from the hospital and, uh, and go on to just her doing her normal thing. Um, you know, which 
her normal thing, it's not like she was super active, you know. She uh, was pretty bedridden, didn't move around a whole lot. She could. She was on oxygen. Um, you know, and she didn't take care of herself a whole bunch. Uh, but she was, you know, one of the toughest individuals I've ever seen. Um, and she loved her family, you know, um, so much so that I think the combination of um, that unconditional love and that toughness kind of, helped her beat what, you know, a lot of people probably wouldn't have, um, you know, and I think that kind of allowed us to always have this mindset that, you know, she was always going to beat it no matter how bad they said it was, she was always going to bounce back. And, um, there was certainly a little bit of that for me this time. And uh, I'm sure some of that's denial, you know, and, uh, you know, she got sick right around Thanksgiving and she went in and, um, you know, by early December, people were, you know, when I say people, I mean, family members were starting to say they thought it was different. And, uh, you know, we started, you know, you know, it was like, a, and this had happened before, you know, where, you know, not every time she'd go into the hospital, but probably, you know, maybe three or four times that this had happened. Um, you know, where the doctors say that this is it and, uh, you know, you, you start talking with your siblings and creating a schedule and trying to make sure people can be there as much as possible. And, and you know, the whole time in the back of your mind, you're kind of thinking that, you know, this is, <laughs> you're kind of almost mad at her to be totally honest. Cause you're kind of thinking if this son of a bitch pulls through again, you know, like, oh, you know, after putting us, you're being self, I'm, you know, I was being selfish. I was thinking of it from the standpoint of what I was going through. And, uh, and, um, I, you know, I, I had a trip planned to San Diego, um, long before she got sick. And I knew that the day for my flight was coming up and she was getting worse. And I brought my kids out there and, you know, they got to see her and I was torn. I didn't know what to do because I knew there was a chance that if I had left that when I came back, she might not be there. And I didn't know what to do. Um, I was torn. I was, you know, I even eliminating what had, what was going on with my mom. At that moment, I was, uh, I, you know, I was burnt out as a parent in that moment too, you know, which was, uh, you know, kind of a, sh a shitty, uh, a shitty hand to be dealt at that moment because I didn't have a ton of capacity to, to deal with, to deal with what I was dealing with. And so I made the decision to get on that plane. And I was, uh, I was at the gate when my brother called and said she had passed away. And so I knew that there, that there was a chance that that was going to happen. You know, I didn't know when I knew that it could possibly happen. Um, 
But I also was, I just felt that she would be there when I got back. I did. And, uh, and so I missed that. And, you know, I felt as though I was running away to San Diego when I went. Um, and, you know, I was, and, you know, I don't know. I, I felt also bad, um, you know, just, I don't know, just felt bad in general. I felt like I'd let my family down a little bit. So um, I'd spoken with all my siblings, of course, before making the decision. And, um, you know, it was basically begging for them to, you know, tell me to go. And, and to their credit, they all told me to go. Everyone supported my decision. Um, and, you know, uh, it's just something I'm going to have to... Um, you know, live with. And that uh, was a tough, it was just a tough, tough week because earlier that week I had turned 40, you know, and uh, I still feel pretty young as a dude, uh, but it was just, uh, I, you know, it, it's a weird birthday, you know, it's just like one of those ones that you just don't think you are, you know, it seems like it's forever in the horizon and then all of a sudden you hit it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, I think with all, all the things going on, it just really puts your mortality and your place on this planet, you know, uh, in check. And I've talked about that a little bit in season one, uh, just how kids uh, kind of put your mortality on the front, the forefront of your brain. And so that was a tough week. That was a tough, <laughs> that was a tough week, you know. Um, but... Here we are, it's now mid-April, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I, I, I want to say we're healing, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I've, if I've actually faced, uh, or I've actually kind of dealt with any, any, any of the, the stuff that I need to deal with this, um, but she was uh, an amazing lady, uh, she was uh, a frustrating woman, and, uh, you know, they're complicated like all of us, right? Uh, but, you know, she'll be missed 100%. And uh, I'll probably said this at the beginning of the episode, but, uh, you know, in the intro, but, uh, you know, this whole season will be dedicated to her. And, um, you know, I just hope that she'd be proud. So that is our update. <laughs> Sorry to end it on a sad note, guys, but that's that's where we're at. That's what we've been up to. Uh, I want to keep this pretty short and sweet. Next week, um, 27th. 27th, we'll have Tara Lynn. Uh, we've already recorded that, so I'm interested to see if the uh, audio, because that was recorded on our old mic, the audio sounds a lot better, a lot worse. Um, just, so, just know if there is a little difference in the sound, that was one we recorded uh, a number of weeks ago, and uh, it'll be airing on that 27th. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, it was great to get back in front of you all and kind of get back into the the groove again. Hopefully I didn't bum you out too much. Hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping now that I'm looking back, I'm like, well, maybe an intro. Uh, maybe we should have just had uh, a fun little 
gathering with some of our old guests, but, uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, it feels like a personal thing, this, this podcast, uh, at least to me, it does. So, uh, I hope it does to you too, as a listener. Um, I want to thank everyone who reached out after my mom's passing. There were a lot of you, uh, that certainly was a comfort for me and, uh, and my family. So, um, you know, I cannot say enough about that. Um, that's the most important thing, more, more important than, than this podcast or uh, rating and reviewing and, and liking and uh, the Instagram stuff. It's uh, all you guys who, who reached out in, in a time of need and offered some kind words. Uh, just know they were appreciated, they were heard, they were felt, and uh, Uncle Tickles loves you. So thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week. And uh, prop calls take this one.